Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 13th, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled The Power Fellowship. This is part 31 of the series. The title of today's message is A Revelation of Your Destiny. This kind of flows in the same vein as yesterday's message, where I shared three examples from scripture of ordinary men who were used in extraordinary ways because they got a revelation of who they are, who, who they were called to be from the foundations of the world. They got a revelation of their destiny. This came as they developed their relationship with the Father, and then God started to speak to them about the plans that he already made for them before the world began. And so what God did with them, God can and will do with us if we are willing to spend time with him and open our hearts to our destiny. I don't know if you know this. If you've been watching today's word for any length of time, you should know it. But God made plans for you before the world began. You are not a mistake. And so now you are here, once you're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, you then go on this journey of, of discovering and, and, and becoming who it is that God called you to be. This happens, this revelation comes, revealed knowledge where God can pull back the veil and show you, show he can reveal what was concealed from you because you didn't have the ability to see or to hear or to understand. But now that you're born again, you accepted Jesus as Lord, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you are in position to be able to receive revelation, the revelation of who you are. And then the goal is to be to believe what God believes about you, because God believes some things about you. God has prepared you and equipped you for such a time as this. And now our goal is to believe what God believes about us so that we can become who it is that God called us to be. So yesterday I gave you three examples in scripture. I want to give you three more examples examples today. So we're going to flow in that same vein. I believe examples are, are important. They're powerful because you can never, I can never reach someone that I, I can't relate to, right? And even when it comes to scripture, God is not going to reach us if he can't relate to us or if we can't relate to him. So these examples of ordinary people being used of God to do amazing things, but then become like, oh yeah, I can relate to that. And if, if I can relate and if I can connect on whatever level, then God can speak to me on that level. So what does this mean to you today? Uh, I have five things to share with you this morning. They're going to come from three examples in scripture. Let's get into it. Here we go. Number one, first example I'm going to use today because I gave you three yesterday. So the first example for today is Gideon. I like Gideon. In Judges chapter six, uh, Israel was under the captivity of Midian, the Midianites. And uh, and it, I don't have time to tell you like the whole background, the backstory, but it's an amazing story. Check it out. Read Judges chapter six. But then the Lord picked an unknown farmer. The Lord wanted to lead a revolution, right? And he wanted the Israelites to rise up. And so the Lord picked an unknown farmer. This guy was a scared farmer. He was under a tree. He was hiding under a, a tree, threshing a wheat. And so the Lord picked this unknown and scared farmer to lead this revolution. And, and because God is in the business of making holy garments out of flower material, God is in the business of picking nobodies and making them, you know, extraordinary. So God picks this person, uh, this ordinary man to do an extraordinary thing, to lead a revolution. And so when he does, he sends an angel to speak to Gideon and, and Gideon was like, well, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and the angel of the Lord says, because God will always look at your right now stage and he in your right now this is why God calls those things which be not as though they were. God never says what he sees because that's a waste of time. God, why would you say, if you're only going to say what you see in the present, then you're never going to change the present. So the angel of the Lord looks at Gideon in his right now stage and he speaks to his to be stage because God will always speak 
to the to be from the right now. And God looks at Gideon and says, you are a mighty man of valor. And then Gideon says, well, oh, wait a minute. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know if you know this, but there's like 12 tribes in Israel. And um, and I'm from the tribe, like, you know, if you rank them, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, my tribe is the weakest tribe. Like, so I'm from the tribe, number 12 tribe. So I'm from the weakest tribe. And then in my tribe, within my tribe, uh, if you rank up all the men, if you lined up all the men from A to Z, uh, and you line them all up, then I'm like the weakest man. So he was like, he saw himself as the weakest man from the weakest clan and God saw him as a mighty man of valor. So long story short, Gideon had to develop a relationship with God, which he did. It was like, Hey, can you make this wet? Make this dry, make this dry, make this wet. He developed a relationship with God. And over the process of time, he opened up his heart to God's best. And over the process of time, God converted a coward and made him a champion. And Gideon had 300 men and Gideon's 300 led a revolution against a vast army, over a hundred thousand men. And it all happened because he got a rep. He just got a revelation of who he was through his relationship with God. This is an amazing story. Check it out. And so I pray that as you're hearing that, you're like, well, if God did it with Gideon, he can do it with me. Next one. Number two, Peter. So when Jesus was looking for disciples, these were going to be men who were going to spend time with him, be on his team, uh, men who were called to continue what he started. Jesus did not pick out the most educated, the most affluent, or the most influential men of his day. You, you can make the argument that Jesus picked 30 dozen of them, right? So he picked simple, ordinary, hardworking, industrious men. And, and he picked them to do extraordinary things because God can do anything through anyone, right? So the power comes from God, not from us. And so that God could do anything through anybody, as long as that anybody is willing to submit themselves to God. So you should never count yourself out because you plus God equals victory every time. Once God gets inserted into the equation, it changes the outcome. And so, so you just have to give yourself over to God. Peter was originally known as Simon the fisherman. He was not polished. He was not refined. He was not cultured. He was not sophisticated at all. But by the grace of God, Simon the fisherman became Peter the apostle, and he was the leader of the New Testament church. God transformed a fisherman into an apostle. Why? Because Peter was willing to walk with God. Now, he was not perfect, far from perfect. I like Peter because I, I I see myself, I can relate to Peter because I, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm not quiet. You know, Peter was not quiet. Peter was you know, often flying off at the hand, handle. He said things at the most inopportune times. Um, you know, he was hot tempered. He had an issue with an ang- He had an anger problem and um, he cut this guy's ears o- ear off one time. And then Jesus was like, what is wrong with you, dude? Picked up the ear, put the ear back on the guy's head. I was like, man, what's wrong with you, Peter? So I kind of see myself in Peter. But beyond all of that, beyond Peter's faults and flaws and failures, he was called. He was called to be an apostle. And so like Peter, you don't have to be perfect. Like Peter, you just have to be called. And you have to open up your heart to the call and and develop it in your relationship with the Father. Number three, another guy I like, Paul. So the apostle Paul was arguably or is arguably the most influential church leader in the first century church outside of Jesus, of course, but he didn't start out that way. So the apostle Paul was originally known as Saul of Tarsus and Saul of Tarsus was the church's number one enemy, right? So as Saul of Tarsus, he persecuted Christians. He had them in prison. He had them stoned to death. He had them burned at the stake. He would have Christians brought into Colosseums. They would tie him up 
or, or just like loose them and then let lions and tigers go. And, and then people would be clapping as they got eaten alive in Rome. This was crazy. And this is what Saul of Tarsus was doing. But then he got kicked off his high horse. Now, literally, read Acts chapter 9. God is funny. God kicked him off his high horse, like literally got knocked off his high horse. And then God sent him to a street called Straight to get straight. He sent him down to Straight Street to get straight. This is all in Acts chapter 9. And so now he had to open up his heart to this relationship with this God that he was fighting against. And what's crazy too is that Saul of Tarsus was doing all of this in the name of God. People do some crazy stuff in the name of religion. He had a religion, but he didn't have a relationship. But once he had a relationship with God, he realized that he was on the wrong team, that he was going the wrong way, that he was doing the wrong thing. And then he had to develop into this man that he was called to be. And so, so he spent time. He spent, he went back home. He spent three years minding his own business, learning to establish a relationship with the father. And then when the fullness of time came, God sent Barnabas to travel 80 kilometers to go get him and to usher him into his purpose. And, and the rest is history. He went on amazing missionary journeys. He wrote over half the New Testament. And, and, and I love the Apostle Paul. And most of the books that we read in the, the New Testament were written by him. But it all happened because he had a relationship with the Father. And, and guess what? God could do the same thing through us. Number four, like Gideon, like Peter, like Paul, God can use you despite you, despite your flaws. I'm telling you, I have, I'm not, I'm far from perfect. The closer you get to God, the more you realize how messed up you are. And so, so if you ever meet, let me just, this is a side note. If you ever meet a Christian that's really, really, really judgmental, dogmatic, and they, they, that kind of portray the fact that they're right and you're wrong and they have it all together and you're all jacked up, then that is, it's obvious that the, that this person, whoever that is, doesn't know God because, you know, it's obvious that they're a baby Christian because the closer you get to God, the less you think of yourself, there's no way you can be close to God and be judgmental at the same time. Not going to happen. So you got to be willing to develop your relationship to where you can see God and God can reveal to you who it is that you're called to be. And then you can start to cooperate with him and you have to cooperate because for God is not going to force himself on you. For God to fully operate in your life, you must cooperate with him. That's what this whole fellowship series is all about. That's what it means to have a relationship with him. And number five, and finally, if you learn to fellowship with God, he will speak to you about the plans he already made for you before the world began. And then you're going to be in a position to fulfill your destiny. And that's the goal. And listen, for me, this is all I want. I, all I want, honestly, I don't want any more or any less than God's best than, than God's destiny, than what he planned for me. And my prayer for you is the same thing. I, I just pray that you, that you become the man, the woman that God called you to be, that you have no more and no less than God's best that you become what God planned, that I become what God planned, because that's how we are going to leave a mark in this world collectively, the universal church. We're going to change the world. We're going to change the world by becoming who it is that God planned for us to be. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice now and speak this over your life. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for giving me examples in scripture, examples I can relate to. I look at the lives of Abraham, David, Joseph, Gideon, Peter, and Paul. These were ordinary men who were used of you to do extraordinary things. These were things that you planned before the world began. These things were part of their destiny. So like them, you have called me for such a time as this. I have a destiny 
And I declare by faith that I will discover it as I spend time with you. Now, once I do, once I get a revelation of my destiny, I will spend the rest of my life becoming the man, woman that I was born to be and doing what I am graced to do. I will change the world because I'm destined. I was born for this. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, sign up and get the messages. You're like, man, this is good stuff. I I wish I had your notes. Well, you can get it. Go to todaysword.org, click on subscribe, get my notes. You're going to get my notes in your email inbox every day and you'll get it for free. Listen, I just want you to become who it is that God has called you to be. That's God's desire. That's my desire. And I want the same for me. You know, so together, let's just believe God that we're going to leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. It's going to happen through your fellowship, your relationship with the Father. You'll get a revelation of your destiny, and then you can spend the rest of your life going out there and doing it and becoming it and being it. So before you leave the screen, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you. Go walk into your destiny. God bless you.